Welcome to the Faculty on Tap podcast, where we try to highlight all of the cool things that faculty at USF St. Pete are doing in teaching and learning and in research, and hope to get to know them a little bit better and have a little bit of fun. So to start, here's us talking about what the podcast is and a little bit more about us. So let's welcome everyone to the show. Today is kind of our introduced the podcast to, to everyone's show where we're going to just talk about the hosts and get to know each other. Um, one of the things that we wanted to do with this podcast when we started out is to sort of go around to local establishments and have some of the fine beers and some of the fine food here in St. Petersburg. And obviously we're dealing with a pandemic right now, so we can't do that. So we're joining everyone here on a Microsoft Teams chat, which I'm sure so many of you have become familiar with over the last few weeks. And so what we're just doing right now is go around and introduce ourselves, and we're going to just give you a little brief little moment to talk about the beer that we're drinking here and, again, trying to feature some of the local beers and local breweries and restaurants in our area. So let's first welcome Allison to the podcast. Allison, welcome. So hi, Ricky. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Allison Simulevich. Uh, I'm the Scholarly Communications Librarian at USF St. Petersburg. And what beer are you drinking? Oh, um, thanks. Uh, so... I would have loved to have been supporting Copper Tail, my favorite local brewery, um, and also uh, involved in the USF Brewing Arts Program. Uh, but instead, I am using a glass of theirs and drinking a PBR. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like support to me. You got a glass. That's support. You paid for that at some point, right? I mean, I so that's good. All right, Tim, how about you? Hey, uh, I'm Tim Henkel. I'm the director for our Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning, and uh, it's great to be with you guys here this afternoon. And I'm enjoying a Coppertail Night Swim, a uh, little porter here. So, in the can, we get it, can we get it up in front of the camera for oh, those watching? Sorry, there. Yep, yep. Very yeah, nice. I'm, nice so. dark brew. And finally, me, the, the main host here, Ricky Zager, and I'm an instructional designer, and I'm almost embarrassed. I don't want to bring the what I'm. It's a hard seltzer. It is from Three Daughters Brewing, though, so it is local, and I think that's important. And it is an orange flavor, and I'm going to actually try to get that sound right now as I pop it open. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's a there you one. go. There you go. You know, and a, a big props to Three Daughters. They've been doing a lot with uh, making hand sanitizer, so changing over their whole uh, thing over to that and helping out the community. So really some awesome things going on here in St. Pete. All right, so hopefully listening to that, you understand a little bit more about what our hopes for the podcast are. And then we took a moment to answer one of the questions that we'll be asking our faculty. We're going to ask a few questions to them to get to know them a little bit better, but we figured we'd just highlight one of the questions uh, so you can get to know us just a little bit better as hosts of the show. I'll just go straight with you, uh, Allison. Um, are you a cat or a dog person? Ooh, I am a cat person. In fact, my Do cat is proof? sitting. Oh, yes. She Can is going to be very angry that I just woke her up. But <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> very cool. And very she's going cool. back to sleep on the chair next to me. So. And do you have any... Do you have any reasons why you're a cat person can we can we start some sort of a terrible debate about cats versus dogs here what's wh why cats i like dogs too i just happened to to fall in love with a bow-legged orange cat at an adoption Aww. event <laughs> that's so sweet all right tim i know your answer is not going to be quite as sweet dogs or cats no it, it is not because uh well um dogs there's no question about it and primarily because cats try to they want do not care for me, or at least my body does not care for them. I'm very much allergic. They cause me to stop breathing. So therefore, their existence gives me a lot of personal 
issues. Are you breathing um, dogs, okay with that cat so close on the on the call here? On yeah, the I mean, the, luckily something about Teams just filters out the dander. I don't uh, know what it is. Way to go, Microsoft. Is, well done. Yeah, well so done. Big Microsoft. props uh, for that. And what kind of dogs no. do you have, Tim? Did you? Uh, say? We're we're a boxer family. We've been uh, having boxers, some adopted, and yeah, just uh, they are fun, especially with kids. They're just got a lot of personality they're very loyal dogs from friends that i've had that have had them too they seem like they are they are their owner's dogs for and that's just how it is yes and, and he's been pretty much thinking that we are all solely home for him uh for these last few weeks uh we are here and if we are not serving his needs uh we are not doing things right so he likes to tell us that it's been a fun three weeks yeah and this family is a dog family, uh, similar to you, Tim. My wife uh, has allergies from cats, so and we actually got a, a couple hybrid dogs that are, have poodle, so mixes in them. So they're sheepdog poodle mixes, and right. yeah. So my wife and I had a discussion. We were getting a mini version of that, and then my wife said, "Why not get a big dog?" And then so I said, "Sure." And then I said, "Let's get two. And she said, "Sure." So we have two big sheepdog poodles. That are puppies. They're at the. They're almost in the. They're they're at the end of the puppy phase here soon. But it, they're a lot, especially with everyone at home all day and them again thinking that we're here for them and why aren't we playing with them the entire time? So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, Good that stuff. is right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that cat versus dog discussion, and hopefully no one was too offended by the choices or the reasons behind them. And the other thing that we want to have focus on with faculty and highlight is their story, how they got to be a faculty member or how they got to be in the position that they're in. So we took a moment to go ahead and do that as hosts. And so Allison, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with you. Um, explain, you know, your position here at the, at the Nelson Point Memorial Library. And then how did you get here? Like, you know, I, I know you've got a pretty diverse background. It's not exactly librarian only. You've got some other things going on. Yeah, um, so as I mentioned earlier, I'm the scholarly communications librarian, uh, so I assist, um, I pretty much assist with highlighting faculty scholarship, and I manage our institutional repository, which is where we provide open access to a lot of the scholarship produced at USF St. Pete. Um, it's called Digital USFSP. I will plug that since, uh, since I have the moment. Um, but uh, let's see here, I joined in July 2019. Um, Prior to that, I was a law librarian at UNC Chapel Hill School of Law, and prior to that, I was a lawyer. Um, so I, uh, I used to practice commercial litigation at a large firm in Tampa, and um, went away to library school in Seattle, and then moved to North Carolina to work at UNC for a few years, and uh, decided that I wanted to come back to Florida, and um, I was really intrigued by the blend in scholarly communications of like some intellectual property law um, and uh, promoting faculty scholarship and working on the repository. And I thought it was a really nice combination of law librarianship and librarianship. Um, so yeah, I was thrilled when uh, when I was asked to join. Uh, and oh, and I'm also the liaison for political science, criminology, forensic studies, and legal studies um, so that they can kind of pull in my background into other aspects of library. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Tim, that's going to be <laughs> tough to follow. I'm not sure that journey is going to be as, as... Are you there, Tim? <laughs> I'm not hearing your audio. I don't know if you muted it. Sorry. There we go. I, 
Sorry, yeah. Always trying to control for uh, family in the background here. Yeah, that's uh, a reality we all have now, for sure. Exactly. And so, yeah, as we get used to the, oh, you're muted, you're muted. No, uh, unmuted. But, yeah, I've been uh, here at USF St. Pete's. Uh, it'll be a year in June, so that's quickly coming up. So Has it been that hot. long? Yeah. I mean, wait a minute. Uh, since it I've been here like physically. It feels yeah. like it's been longer. Wait, how do I? Yeah. I'm trying to it, think it, of the phrasing here that... <laughs> How do I say that? We're happy to have you. I'm just kidding. But so you've been here for about a year, and and where where did you come from before that, Tim? Yeah, Obviously, so you're fitting in well here. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's great. I mean, enjoy getting to work with Ricky and Allison here and having some fun. But before this life, I was a assist, associate professor of marine biology at Valdosta State University, and you know I've been sort of working in the realms and field of faculty development for about 10 years. I did some postdoc work in that area, continued on as I became a tenure track faculty there at Valdosta State, and continued to get engaged and really found a lot of enjoyment from helping faculty and supporting their works and efforts uh, in the classroom and their scholarship. And so I'm you know excited to be down here at USF St. Pete as sort of the initial uh, director for our Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning and to have this full-time position that's sort of committed to helping our faculty, supporting all aspects, whether it's learning, teaching, scholarship, and areas there. So, Yeah, and I can speak for, I think, everyone in our department at uh, Online Learning that you have definitely been a uh, shining light for us in some ways, and you've given us some good perspective coming in from a fresh, different angle on a lot of things and, and give us a lot of good um a good ways to focus and refocus sort of what we're doing and, and, and how to focus on teaching and specifically learning. So that's really great. But I thought it might be fun for just a moment, Tim, if you'll indulge me here. Um, you mentioned that you came from Valdosta State. And I thought it would be a fun game for Allison and myself to try to guess the mascot of the Valdosta State University. Mm, I'll, you let you go first. That. I'll let you go first, mm. Allison. Because I'm a gentleman, and I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, the State, it's in Georgia. Yep. Okay, I like where you're going with this. How about, like, a magnolia? Oh, I like it. The Valdosta State Magnolias. That's yeah. good. Actually, that, gonna, that, might, that might be good. I'm just going gonna, gonna to go aggressive here, and I'm going to say the Screaming Eagles. All right, That's like closer? one of the most generic uh, type of mascots. Yeah, I, I think Magnolia gets a, a prize just for originality. Wow, that's yeah. hurtful. Okay, yeah. first, ep- right. first episode of the podcast, really, Tim. We're going to go that route. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Well, let's get it's, the official answer from you, right? Tim. What is the, the mascot of Valdosta State? So Valdosta State are the Valdosta State Blazers, right? And it's because we all wear really nice jackets. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's not that kind of blazer. I don't have a laugh track. Yet. Right. I'll, yeah, we I'm need to get back. that. It's getting lost. I'm, gonna, I'm putting you, that one in because we're gonna need we're gonna need to let the audience know there that that's yeah. a point for them to laugh. No, so the, I, the Blazers. We have Blaze, the little fire guy who runs around. Um, okay. Yeah. But so screaming eagle, screaming blaze. I mean, I feel like that's close. Better than magnolia. Uh, right? Magnolia is. That's wood, at least, right? There's fire potentially. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to waste the people's time anymore. Yeah, we probably would. Uh, mascot discussion. 
And I guess I have to give my background a little bit too. Yeah. I don't know. I Please. feel like maybe yeah. it's not important, but no, um, it is. so Tell yeah, so I'm an topic. instructional designer here and I feel like I have a very interesting and not just because I think everything I say is interesting, but I really do find this interesting. So my, my educational career began as a bus driver, um, a Pinellas County schools bus driver. My senior year in college, I had a three independent studies the last semester. So I got a full-time job driving a school bus because I wanted to be a teacher. And I thought that would be sort of in my head. I thought if I can manage 40 to 60 students behind me while I'm driving, then managing them in a classroom is going to be a piece of cake. Um, and I, I found that to be true because I had some very interesting things happen on the bus, which we can get into maybe at another time if that topic ever comes up, which I doubt it would. Um, I went into a long-term clerical sub where I worked in the, um, I can't even think of the name of the department now, but it was where the students would bring the referrals and it was at a very bad school. So I got cussed out every day. Um, so it was a lot of fun and I, I just maintained my composure and be like, sir, I understand that you think I'm a this and that and a mother of this and that, and, but I'm not, and please have a seat. And, um, and then I went to a long-term, uh, actual social studies teacher sub. Then I got a teaching job and I coached and then I got my, um, master's in educational technology and started training teachers and then jumped over to higher ed and where I work with helping uh, faculty design online courses. So it's been a journey. All right. Well, I always do find those fascinating, uh, listening to the story of how people got where they are and what their journey was. So hopefully that'll be a pretty cool part of the show to hear how the faculty uh, ended up where they are. And then the last thing that we did in this introductory podcast was we wanted to talk about the sort of trajectory, where we see the podcast going, what we hope it can be. And so, uh, yeah, let's listen to that discussion. You know, I think one of the things that's sort of interesting about why, you know, we're finally able to get this podcast up and going off the ground and, and some of the things maybe we can do with that and some things we're interested in doing. And Allison may want to talk a little bit about, yeah, what you think about envisioning the purpose of the podcast and hoping for these conversations over the coming weeks. Yeah, um, certainly. Uh, so when we were talking about starting a podcast, um, one of the things that as the scholarly communications librarian, I am always interested in reaching faculty to help them with um, highlighting their scholarship, kind of working on their scholarly impact, um, you know, because they, they're publishing on really interesting topics and it's worth getting the word of mouth out um, because I, sometimes I think we, um, we forget that, you know, even if a piece goes into a really big academic journal, it it's an academic journal, how many people are reading it, um, you know. Uh, so we were, I, I was hoping personally with regard to a podcast that we could help highlight faculty scholarship here at USF St. Pete and kind of increase their scholarly impact, but also with how they interact within the community. Um, so hopefully this, uh, this podcast reaches kind of outside of the institution. Um, yeah. Yeah, and also a lot of times, too, you get that paper out, and it's a little anticlimactic because, A, that paper is probably work that you had done a while ago, and you finally got it written and got out there, and you're moving on. But we should celebrate that, right, and take take some moments to celebrate some new work that's gotten out there and, and hear about some new work that's going on and making sure we're taking time to, yeah, enjoy those accomplishments and, and, and breathe that in a little bit. Yeah, and I know that from the list of faculty that we are going to be uh, reaching out to here and hopefully we'll get on the show, 
Um, we got some really interesting people that are doing some really cool things. And I, again, I think like from my perspective, you know, I've, I haven't published anything. Um, this higher ed has not been my world for a lot, a large part of my life. So I'm going to be coming at it probably from the angle of just questioning a lot of things that maybe hopefully people who are just getting started into research and, and publishing and things like that might also have questions about. So hopefully we can try to cover all sides of these issues and learn some stuff, have some fun, get to know some people and really highlight our USF St. Petersburg community. And so we're really excited about the opportunity. Um, we hope you'll you know join us on this journey. We're excited about it. And we know we're not going to be great from the start. We know we're going to get better as we go. Um, <laughs> this we is sure gold. We're gonna, we sure hope we're going to get better as we go. Um, we're recording this thing live, and we're doing our best. And and I, luckily, I think we've built a little bit of rapport with the three of us through you know working together at the library, and, and we're having a good time um, in the pre-show and all sorts of stuff. So so we're excited about it, and um, we're excited about episode two where we're going to have our first faculty feature we have not um scheduled that person yet we want to make sure we get all the details before we start you know teasing who's going to be on but we got some really cool research and some really cool things coming up so i'll let you guys take an opportunity to say anything else before we head out uh, allison oh um i'm just really excited to be uh to be a part of this and i think it will be really interesting to see how this um how this gets across uh faculty scholarship uh in a different way i guess to the community so, but I know, Tim, you focus on more the, the teaching and learning, so I would be curious to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're going to, you know, not just, you know, our faculty have so many, you know, things that they're doing, their research, their scholarship, they're engaged in the classroom, working with students, and so getting to highlight some of those really interesting ways that they've been engaging with students, again, during this specific time, too, how they've been maintaining that, dealing with uh, keeping, or maybe how they've dealt with their scholarship, how they've dealt with their, their teaching uh, through these times as we look forward into the summer and, and fall semesters up ahead. So yeah, there's a lot of great things and looking forward to highlighting our, our faculty here and sharing and maybe inspiring some new ideas that come out of it as well and, and potential collaborations too. So it's going to be a, a really good series. Well, we certainly hope it's going to be a good series, and we hope you're going to enjoy it. I think it's clear that we are enjoying our time together uh, on the podcast and in general. So uh, that wraps up the first episode, and we hope you get a better idea of what this podcast is all about. And we hope you will join us next time when we interview our first faculty member. So we'll see you next time on the Faculty on Tap podcast. <laughs>